0: greetings in the precious name of the Lord Jesus again this morning. Thank you to each one who is present and thank you to all that we've has been shared with us already this morning. appreciate it. Uh, devotional and children's class and songs that we're able to sing together. Just reflecting on uh, devotional a moment, there in Romans, um, where it instructs us so clearly about walking in the spirit and not in the flesh, and if we live after the flesh, we shall die, and if we through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, we shall live. You know, I think you've probably all either met or know someone in, in uh, life who at some point made some profession of a belief in Christ, but their life shows very little fruit, and they continue to walk in the flesh. And yet, there is that that um, that thing they hang on to—that somewhere back there they got saved—and it's scriptures like this one in Romans that I trust, and others as well, that will not allow us to be satisfied with that type of a Christian experience. Because we believe that there's much more, Uh, scriptures like this that uh, convince us that the Christian life is much more than some kind of a profession back there somewhere. Uh, It is a daily life, a daily walk. A daily walk endeavoring to walk in the spirit and uh and we're not satisfied to um, settle for a profession that has never really changed our lives and that's probably you know those there are all sorts of beliefs taught in our world and uh some of those beliefs that uh, once you're saved, you're settled and secured for life and eternity. Unfortunately, some of those beliefs are very comforting to the flesh. But unfortunately, probably going to be very disappointed at the end of the race. Um, so, just uh, an appreciation for a scripture like Romans that kind of brings things to our hearts and challenges us in our day-to-day life. I invite you this morning to turn to James chapter 1. The um, last message I shared here was also from James 1. And today we will be uh, looking, beginning here in verse 5, verse 5 to 7, or verse, yeah, verse 5 to 7, 8 could go with it, but. You know, I, uh, when I was in Tanzania there, I I spent some time reading the book of James various times, I was just pondering... uh, that a bit and thinking about some messages possibly from James and uh, you know James is a I like the book of James from the standpoint that it is uh, it is what you call faith for everyday living Uh, if you stop and think about it gives just just exhorts us on various issues of everyday life right where we live write uh, right, what life consists of, and uh, it defines, you might say, it defines faith for everyday living. Uh, and uh, I can appreciate that. <clears throat> so today, we'll begin in verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive any of the Lord. Maybe we could just take a moment and, and, and pray, committing our time to the Lord. Father, thank you. Thank you again this morning for this assembly. And not only this assembly, Father, but thank you for all the places across the world where people are assembled and will assemble this day and have assembled this day to to honor you, to hear your word being taught, to open their hearts to truth. Father, we pray that again today you would uh, touch your people the world over. Drawing them closer to you, allowing, uh, uh, opening the, their hearts to understand the scriptures, and and uh, putting uh, a desire in the heart of, of uh, many to seek you and to walk with you in these in these days and this generation that we live in. So, Father, uh, bless us here. Thank you for this small assembly. Thank you for the opportunity. We have in freedom to worship, to teach, to be taught, and today again as we look into the scriptures, we ask for your spirit to give utterance, to make the word, uh, to communicate to us uh, what you would have us to hear and to give us understanding. Lord, accept your spirit, give us understanding we we lack, and so we just again ask for that. And uh, may you be glorified here today lord we ask in jesus precious name amen <clears throat> well i suppose it's not too hard to tell that we're uh, going to be speaking on the subject of wisdom today uh based on the scripture that we read if any of you lack wisdom let him ask of god um you know this uh and i'd like to speak today on the gift of wisdom uh wisdom is a gift whether you have it or whether someone else has it and you're uh, uh, posi- positively affected by it, it's a gift. It's a blessing. Uh, and that's what I mean when I say it's a gift. It's something to be treasured. It's something to be valued. It's something to, to uh, appreciate. Um, indirectly, this, uh, this verse, I, I would say, communicates that even though it doesn't say it in those actual words. It says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and he doesn't abrade it, he doesn't hold it back, he doesn't restrain it. Uh, So it gives us a picture of something that is desirable. Uh, Wisdom is something that is desirable, something we should uh, long for. Um, If we go to uh, Proverbs, obviously, it's hard not to uh, go to Proverbs when we talk about wisdom. Go to a book of wisdom. Proverbs chapter four. <clears throat> Proverbs four one to nine. Uh, just looking again at uh, at the idea of uh, wisdom being a gift and something to be desired. Uh, just reading some verses here. Proverbs four. Hear ye children the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. He taught me also, and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. And I believe that her referred to there is wisdom. Um, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. And I'll stop there, but there's a lot more that could be... Uh, Oh, let me read verse nine. Yet she shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, and a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Oh, again, the the uh, the thought of uh, of wisdom and the preciousness of it, the uh, the value of it, the the desirableness of it uh, is clearly communicated in these verses. That is something we should desire greatly, and even seek after, and seek to uh, retain in our life and experience. In fact, I believe uh, it's safe to say that, uh, like it says here in verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing when we stop and consider, uh, I'm going to say first of all, uh well, there's several verses in the, in the scriptures that tell us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, it's a number that's probably quoted that way probably three times about uh, in different uh, several Proverbs and Psalms. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So uh, our decision or what we do with God and Christ um uh, is the first step to wisdom in, in other words, once we have uh, settled the matter of of uh, uh, of God and who God is in our hearts then in Christ, then after that, the most uh, pertinent thing uh, that can have the greatest effect in our lives is wisdom. Uh, wisdom is the principal thing in the in the uh, in the Christian life, in our uh, in our walk, there's probably not one word, that uh, one ingredient, one virtue, that can be as uh, can make as much have as much of an impact in our lives and in the lives of those we live with, uh, interact with, than this whole concept of wisdom. Uh, there's probably not one other word that we can put up there at the top as high as wisdom. As as a, as as far as having it as a virtue in our lives, it provides, uh, like these scriptures say, uh, "Exalt her, and she shall keep thee; or she shall promote thee; she shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her; she shall give." uh to thine head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory shall she deliver thee. Speaking of wisdom and its effect in our lives. And uh um, it provides uh wisdom in our in our own lives. Like I said, it provides a great benefit to us personally and it provides a great benefit to all who we interact with and and uh relate to in life, whether it's at home, at work, in the church, in the community. Um, I think we all, uh, if we think about wisdom, and we'll talk quite a bit about it today, uh, we all appreciate it, probably in our own lives. We appreciate it when others have it, too, don't we? We appreciate when others relate to us with wisdom. Um, Those things are always appreciated. And we've probably all been in situations where... uh, We Either we or others have related not in wisdom, a lack of wisdom, and the the effects of those kind of things. Proverbs 8.11 tells us that wisdom is better than rubies, and all things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. And that, again, just gives us, again, that the thought of uh, it's, it's one of those virtues that you just, you just really can't place any other above it in the sense of, of uh, our experience as a human being and its value in life. So maybe we have to ask the question then, what is wisdom? Uh, the gift of wisdom, what is it? Um, let's turn to uh, 1 Corinthians 2. And uh, may, sometimes we uh, can look at the opposite to get a contrast. So, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 6 to 8. Paul, writing here, um, talks about uh, how he, in the beginning of this chapter, he talks about how he didn't come within, with with. Uh, Enticing words of man's wisdom when he came with the gospel, but he came in the demonstration of the spirit and power. Verse five, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Now, uh, I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but uh, we have an example in this scripture that we just read of someone who lacked wisdom. And that someone was the princes of this world, as it's described here in, uh, in verse 8. Which none of the princes of this world knew. Uh, for if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So, let's look at that a bit. So, here we are... Uh, the Lord Jesus was born and lived and preached and all that he did. And the devil had his, had his eye on him from the get-go, tried to kill him as a child already. And, uh, and, uh, he continued his uh, scheme. And finally, and of course we recognize it's, it's all part of what God planned, but in what God allowed. In other words, the devil couldn't have got him if God would have decided he wouldn't but just looking at the thing for what it is. So, the devil finally accomplishes it and gets Jesus crucified. So, uh, now he's in good shape. He's finally got, got done what he wanted to get done. There's one problem. There's one problem. He had no clue what was going to happen after that crucifixion. He had no wisdom to realize that he was actually uh, helping bring about the salvation of a multitude of souls, that this crucifying of the Lord of glory is going to uh, release the floodgates of grace and salvation and make available salvation to the entire human race. He did not realize that. And when it was all done, it was done, and he couldn't undo it anymore. And if he would have realized what he was doing, the scripture actually tells us he would have never done it. He wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory if he'd understood the, uh, the result at the end. That is an example of lack of wisdom. He had no wisdom in the thing, none whatsoever. So the opposite then is to, in wisdom then is to understand ahead of time what the end results are going to be, and to act accordingly. Uh, that's uh, that's wisdom. So when we when we do the contrast, sometimes it helps us understand the real. Uh, You know, how many times we can ask ourselves the question, how many times, uh, how many times have we found ourselves there? We've, uh, we've, uh, you know, had some kind of an action, some kind of response in life, only to realize afterward the the implications of it and realize, you know what, if I'd understood that before, I wouldn't have done that. You've probably all been there one, one time or another. Um, I'd understood that before. Well, that's that's where wisdom comes in at. is that matter of being able to understand ahead of time and uh, understand at the beginning what the end implications are going to be of, of my actions and of what I do. That is wisdom. <clears throat> it's understanding uh, cause and effect. Um, understanding a, end results at the beginning and acting accordingly. You know, sometimes we might understand, but sometimes we are not wise in acting accordingly either. For example, uh, a person who has a problem with alcohol and uh, and they uh, they have an addiction, and they realize every time when they start down that road and begin to take bottle after bottle that in the end they're going to be vomiting on the on the pavement. Uh, they know it at the beginning, but they do it anyhow. You know, it's so. It's not just understanding what's going to what, what the implications are going to be. It's acting accordingly. In other words, acting wisely to avoid those implications. Uh, so, perceiving wisdom is perceiving this uh, situation. And responding accordingly, Proverbs 22, verse three says, "A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished." And that verse is actually repeated word for word in Proverbs twenty seven twelve as well. Now, the word prudent isn't necessarily wise. It, you know, it's not. It doesn't say a wise man foreseeth the evil, and yet prudence gives us a similar idea of um, uh, one who is. Discerning and uh, understanding. So, wisdom. Wisdom is definitely a gift. It can save us many a problem, many a heartache, many a, uh, yeah, wisdom is a gift. So, what is wisdom? It's understanding ahead of time. The uh, end results, and then acting accordingly. So, where is this gift of wisdom found? How do we, how do we as individuals access as, uh, this gift? How do we find access to it? Um, we've already quoted the the verses about, or referred to, the fear of the Lord as the beginning of wisdom. It's found in Psalm one eleven ten. Uh, A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. Uh, Proverbs 1, verse 7, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And Proverbs 9, verse 10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. And then we also have a verse there in Job, uh, and it gives... The context gives us some description about God and His wisdom, and, and etc. And then He says, and it's kind of like God speaking to us in Job 28:28. 28, 28, and unto man He said, "Behold, the fear of the Lord that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding." Uh, that's found in Job 28:28. 28, 28. So, where is the gift of wisdom found? Obviously, it's, it begins with the fear of God in our hearts. Um, if we want to be wise, we have to settle the matter of who God is in our lives. Uh, you know, if we believe that God is who He says He is, that He is indeed the sovereign God who rules over all of the affairs of men and the world, that, uh, and, and when I say believe that He is that, you know, sometimes we look at the world and, and we see all the, the, uh, the fighting and the abuse that goes on and, and, uh, uh, you know, just mass, uh, wars and just, you know, a lot, a lot of evil and a lot of, and we can, we can, we can very easily, we can very easily begin to, uh, feel like we're just uh subjects to chance you know this old world's a it's a it's it's out of control and and uh, uh you know the the chances of uh some uh uh great uh wicked uprising to affect our lives somewhere in the future is could you know we could start to feel like it's it's just a chance thing; it could happen, and we might just might be the recipients of it, and all kinds of things. But the bottom line is: do we believe that God, no matter how uh, wicked, no matter how uh, disturbing this old world situation is, do we? You know, is it settled in our hearts that God is the sovereign controller of all things, and there's nothing that happens in that He didn't uh, allow to happen? Uh, he could stop any man, any person, any gun, anything, at any moment uh, that he wants to. He has sovereign power and control. He doesn't stop things uh, in a lot of things, but do we believe that he actually could? In other words, I'm trying to settle in our minds the sovereignty of God and that there's nothing in this in this world that God is not ever seeing in, in, in control of and hasn't already decided it's. It's, you know, he's going to allow that to be a part of the human experience on this globe. Um, and when he decides it's done, it's done. It's, uh, that's God. If we believe that everything that God says is true, you know, we have his word. We believe that what he says is true. And if we open our hearts to understand his truth. And to walk in His truth, uh, then wisdom becomes a part, begins to become a part of our lives and experience. When we think about His truth, for example, you know we can just think of uh, we we have the whole book before us, but just think of a of a, a, a little truth that where Jesus teaches us that if we if someone smites us on the one cheek, turn the other. That's a truth. That's a truth about God. It's a truth that uh, uh, if we if we believe God and His word and we begin to make that a, uh, uh, embrace that in our experience, we are in the way of wisdom. that is wisdom from God to us, um, and we could put any truth from the scriptures in there that we would want to uh, if one compels us to go a mile, go with him twain if. If uh, someone speaks uh, evil of you uh, uh, return good for evil, and you know those kind of truths and many many others, uh, if we believe those uh, truths uh, from God and we pr- uh, make them a part of our experience, uh, we are walking in wisdom uh, we are we're uh, and that's where the, the, uh, the scripture, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, when we be, when we believe God and we believe His truth and begin, we walk in it, uh, it's, it's the source of wisdom. It's where wisdom begins to, uh, to, uh, become a part of us in our experience. So there's that aspect of, uh, of, uh, finding wisdom, uh, from that perspective. And then we have, of course, the perspective of James, that we read this scripture, and we'll go back to that. Uh, James James 1.5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, uh, that giveth to all men, liberally, and abradeth not. And we're told to ask in faith, not wavering. Because if we waver, we can't expect anything from God. So, uh, it does call us to faith. There's also a scripture in Proverbs that speaks of, uh, of God and wisdom. Proverbs 2. We want to notice verse 6, but I'm going to read starting in verse 1. My son, if thou, receive, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding, yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest for her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then shalt thou understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of His mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of His saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. Uh, and again, it's hard to know where to stop because the Context just keeps on talking about wisdom. Uh, But nonetheless, uh, if we lack wisdom, we're instructed to ask. And I think of the verse there in Luke 11, And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it shall be opened. You know, if we lack wisdom, and I... uh, I'm going to suppose that we all feel that at times lacking wisdom, not feeling like we have the discernment and understanding of real life situations to know uh, how one should respond. Um and God does give us a clear word that we're to ask and he he'll, he'll give wisdom. And uh I'm going to trust and I hope that you've been a part uh, had had those encounters where you didn't know what to do perhaps in a given situation and you asked God and God gave you somewhere along the way either some, and we'll talk about this later, it could come through another person, but sometimes He just impresses something on your spirit and gives you a perception and, uh, that's a blessing. I, uh, I've had some of those, and I remember one particularly years ago in church uh, life that uh, I needed wisdom, and I asked God for wisdom, and one day as I was working, I can still see the spot where I was. Something just dawned on my heart. Some thoughts came into my mind, and it gave me a settled peace about a situation and how the proper way to uh, respond to it. And uh, those are blessings. Those are uh, and that's what God says. He says, "Ask and I will give." Uh, so we don't need to be ashamed to ask because we do lack, don't we? We don't need to be ashamed to uh, to come to God and and tell Him, "Hey, we don't have the wisdom we need. We we uh, we lack. Would You give us wisdom?" <clears throat> he doesn't hold back. He gives liberally. So ask. Be specific. Make your requests known to God. And then, of course, it goes on. We uh, uh, Another idea of, of, of asking, and, and it shows up here in Proverbs, is that of seeking. Uh, verse 4 of Proverbs 2, If thou seekest for her as silver and searchest for her as hid treasure. You know, um, wisdom is one of those things that it can be it can be found in all sorts of places. You know, it can be, like we said earlier, just a, re- a revelation of something that God puts in your heart. God works that way. Uh, but wisdom is, is is all around us, actually. And uh, we have to search for it at times. And, and of course, the Scripture is a good place to search for wisdom. Uh, it gives us a lot of practical instruction for life and how to relate to uh Life's uh, challenges and even uh, even the Old Testament has has uh, uh, huge amounts of wisdom interspersed throughout. You know, when you look at even those Old Testament stories of of uh, Egypt, uh, Israel and their their various challenges and even failures. And and there's there's wisdom, lots of wisdom that can be gleaned in those kind of readings <coughs> Search for it like hid treasures. Pursue it. Uh, And if you lack, ask and seek. And as Jesus uh, Jesus said in Luke 10, that if we ask, it will be given. And if we seek, we'll find. And like I alluded to earlier, if we lack wisdom, one of the things we can do is just look around. Look around. Proverbs talks quite a bit about that. Uh, I'm in Proverbs. Let's see. Proverbs chapter 1. Verse 20, uh, Wisdom crieth without, she uttereth her voice in the streets, she crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates in the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long, ye simple ones, will ye love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, I will make known my words unto you. Then he, he continues, Because I have called and ye refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man regarded. But ye have set at naught all my counsel and would none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind, when distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. And we can stop there. But that gives us a very sharp uh, kind of admonition about wisdom. You know... uh, we, all of us, you know, if we have our eyes open as we go through life, there's probably wisdom, probably speaks to us from uh, daily situations that we encounter. Um, and uh, the, the challenge for us is to be alert and actually pick up on those bits of wisdom that come our way. Uh, just like this scripture says, it speaks from the chief places of concourse and the openings of the gates of the city. Uh, cries out you know we uh, if we're observant we can learn lots you know we and it's it's not just in the uh, it's not just in the uh, in the far what's the word I'm looking for in the devastated situations of this world that wisdom speaks from wisdom speaks from our own daily lives really um you know, um, it's easy to look at the the drastic, the far out, the 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 drunkard, the broken home, the the you know the the children that are dealing with a divorce, you know, and and the and the, and the hurt and and uh, you know we can look at all those drastic things and and we know wisdom cries in those situations. It, it tells it tells us that. You know, there's, there is a better way to live, you know. Uh, uh, look, at the, look at the outcome of that uh, uh, type of uh, values and approach uh, to life. And it cries out to us and begs us to take attention. And, uh, but it can also come, it, it speaks right in our own lives, in our own homes, you know. Um, I am hopeful myself that my children will take wisdom from my mistakes and go further in life than what I did. Um, There are some ways that I feel like I've taken wisdom from my home and, and things that weren't the best and have endeavored to improve, and then there are other ways where I actually sometimes ask myself, was I as wise as my father? Did I make as wise choices in some things as he did? Uh, but it's okay, you know. It's okay for children to to evaluate uh, in a positive way and to look at something and say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to improve on that in my home, uh, in my family experience, in my. That's uh, okay. It's it's actually good. We can learn. You don't have to make all. Uh, we don't have to make all the mistakes in life to learn. We can learn from others, and wisdom would tell us that, cries out. It says there in verse 24, and we read it already, Because I have called, and ye refused. I stretched out my hand, and no man regarded it. Uh, And that is, you know, unfortunately, that is the, the result of much of our society, you know. If if people would look around and take wisdom from their day-to-day choices, uh, they could change a lot of things and, and benefit, but unfortunately, man left himself doesn't usually think that far very much. You know, on, on uh, certain points they might at certain times, but to really look at it and to really evaluate things and to really make decisions that will change, you know, A course of life is uh, is where it breaks down many times. And when we think about wisdom and uh, uh, finding wisdom, uh, we've uh, alluded to this a bit too. But uh, in Proverbs, uh, in Proverbs one. Verse 8 and 9, the scripture says, My son, hear the instruction of thy father, and forsake not the law of thy mother. For they shall be an ornament of grace unto thy head, and chains about thy neck. And there's there's a, a number of verses in Proverbs that give those kind of instruction. Uh, verse uh, Chapter 2, verse 1, which we've looked at it already. My son, if thou would receive my words, and hide thy commandments with thee. Uh, If we go to chapter 3, verse 1, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Verse 2, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Chapter 4, verse 1, Ye children, hear the instruction of a father and attend to no understanding. And uh, I'll just read this one again. We read it earlier. For I give you good doctrine. Forsake ye not my law? For I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother, he taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. And he goes on and gives a lot more instruction, but I, I, I wanted to highlight on the fact that we have several generations represented in, this, in these verses. Uh, he says, I was my father's son, so my father taught me, and I'm teaching you, is, is basically what he's saying. And so... Uh, Wisdom is like I said earlier, we don't have to make all the mistakes in life. we can learn. Uh, we can be instructed from previous generations and we can gain understanding and save ourselves a ton of mistakes. Uh, chapter five verse, verse one, my son, attend unto my wisdom and bow thine ear to my understanding. Uh, and yeah the whole book uh, is full of it. Uh, chapter seven Verse one to four, My son keep my words, lay up my commandments with thee. Uh, keep my commandments and live, my law is the and my law is the apple of thine eye. Bind them upon thy fingers, write them upon the table of thine heart. Say unto wisdom thou art my sister and call understanding thy kinswoman. Um, again it's just it's that instruction to, to uh open our hearts to learn from the previous generation. Proverbs twelve, verse one: Whoso loveth instruction loveth knowledge, but he that hateth reproof is brutish. And thirteen, a wise son heareth the instruction, heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. So those are just some of the uh, the many instructions about uh, uh, getting wisdom and all the sources that wisdom can come from you know we can get it to we can specifically get it right from God we can ask him for it and he can impress it upon our hearts and that is a blessing and that happens at times uh when we when we are a christian and have god in our as the focal point of our life we we immediately have a wealth of wisdom uh as a part of our experience and uh and what we lack from there, we can ask God, and uh, God may impress it on our hearts, or we can uh, ask, us, or he may uh, use someone else in our lives. He may, you know, uh, we can ask uh, and seek, ask, ask questions. You ever been there? You ever faced this kind of situation? How did you handle it? What's the best way to go about it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, we can gain wisdom from each other, uh, wisdom from... Uh, uh, the older generation. That's, uh, quite a scriptural subject. And, uh, and wisdom just from life around us as we observe the, uh, many situations. Now, there's one more thing that we should consider when we think about wisdom, and that's also found in the book of James. Uh, going back to the book of James. In James chapter 3, verse verse 13 to 18, we have another little uh, discourse about wisdom that James gives us. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. And he just kind of puts it in perspective there a bit. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Show it, show it by your life, is what he's saying. But verse fourteen: But if ye have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and where envy and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So here, here we are actually, we have a scripture that exhorts us to evaluate our wisdom. Uh, there's I I don't know if you... How much you ever looked into the the uh, job and his friends that came to uh, admonish him? I don't know if "admonish" is a word, but uh, there there was there was the four men. There was three, and then there was Elihu. Uh, And Elihu sat quietly while everyone else gave their bit of wisdom to, to job and job would defend himself and uh and finally toward the end elihu spoke and some interesting things elihu said some things that uh, uh were fairly true and i believe god even reaffirmed it a little bit but then he also said some things that uh i am going to say he, he uh in my opinion, and God never confirmed it, but in my opinion it seems like he went a little bit far in, in, uh, in, uh, his expre- in expressing his opinion of Job. Um, but in chapter 34, um, Elihu is speaking, and he speaks for a number of chapters there. And... Uh, he, had, of course, had rebuked the other men in the beginning of his uh, speech. In verse 35 of chapter 34, he's, he's addressing Job, and he says, Job hath spoken without knowledge, and his words were without wisdom. Now, God actually challenged Job on that a little bit as well. So, I'm going to give Elihu credit there. Uh, it seems like he understood uh, And we go to, let me see here, if I can find that. Yeah, in, jo- in Job 38, uh, Elihu finishes up in uh, 37, and then in Job 38, uh, verse 1, the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Uh, and that's a very similar phrase that uh, Elihu had said in verse 35, Job hath spoken without knowledge in his words. Uh, were without wisdom. So, Elihu he he definitely had some. Uh, he 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 was he was uh, speaking wisely in some of what he was saying here. Now, the the, the place where I I uh, I'm wondering about a bit. He says in verse thirty-six. My desire in in thirty-six of chapter thirty-four. My desire is that Job may be tried unto the end because of his answers for wicked men. I don't quite understand all that, but then 37 he says, For he addeth rebellion unto his sin, he clappeth his hands among us, and multiplieth his words against God. And, uh, I, uh, I didn't find God uh, quite affirming Elihu on that one, that, uh, that, uh, Job, um, Addeth sin, addeth rebellion unto his sin, and clappeth his hands among us, and multiplieth his words against God. So, Elihu, uh, I'm just looking at that as a little example. He had, he had, some of what he shared was wisdom, but it appears like he may have stretched himself a little far there when he accused uh, Job of uh, adding rebellion to sin, because God never told Job that he sinned. Uh, God did contend with Job a bit. So, I, and what are we saying there? Uh, sometimes we have to evaluate our own wisdom, uh, just like this scripture here in uh, in James chapter 3. Um, Who is a wise man do with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with wisdom of meekness. Uh, if, there's, if you have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not. Uh, don't boast in that. Uh, lie not against the truth. Uh, in other words, uh, if that's where we're finding ourselves, then just take record that the wisdom that you have is not the true wisdom, is basically what he's saying. Uh, Lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envy and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. So we're exhorted in these scriptures to evaluate our wisdom. And to evaluate the fruit of our wisdom. You know, what is it, you know, so we consider ourselves to be a wise person, to have understanding. Okay, so what is the outcome? What's the fruit? How is it working out in everyday living? How is it working out on the job? How is it working out with you and your boss? How is it working out with you and your wife or you and your family, you and your children, uh, you and your parents? How is that wisdom that you have? How is it working out? Uh, Is it... uh, is the fruit of it uh, good, or is it, uh, is it is it wisdom that's causing strife and contention and and uh, and uh, difficulties? It says for where or, or verse seventeen. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Um, speaking of heavenly wisdom or wisdom that comes from God, or true wisdom or vi- wisdom that is of value. It's pure, it's peaceable, it's gentle, easy to be entreated. Uh, It's full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. And then he goes on and says, And the fruit of the righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Um, The one, and what I get from verse 18 there, is the one that makes peace. The one who has the uh, ability... To, to make peace is sowing fruits of righteousness. Uh, and that's, I think that's something any of us should desire. To be able to, to, uh, work in, uh, in situations and bring peaceful ends, uh, thereby sowing fruits of righteousness. Proverbs 23 verse 4 exhorts us this way, labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Again, thinking about evaluating our our wisdom. Uh, Romans 12, verse 16 says, uh, and I'll just read the context. It's the end of the verse that we're looking at. Be of the same mind one toward another, mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Uh, I guess uh, kind of like... Um, Don't be wise in your own ideas. Maybe you'd say, "Don't, don't, uh, uh, yeah." So, evaluating our wisdom, how does it measure up? Uh, And we have a clear, clear uh, chart given here. I guess you'd say, you know, on the one hand, if it's worldly wisdom, this is the fruit you might expect. If it's heavenly wisdom, godly wisdom, then here's the fruit you might expect, and uh, just that simple, really. Um, so the gift of wisdom, um, it is a gift, it is a blessing, it's something to be desired. I, uh, I encourage us to, to embrace it, to, uh, not that I feel we lack in it, but, uh, to recognize its value and to recognize its benefit to not only ourselves, but to all, that we interact with uh, to be a wise person, to be able to understand um, at the beginning of an event or a situation or a response, to be able to understand at the beginning uh, the end results and act accordingly, act, uh, respond accordingly accordingly. Uh, How did John D. Martin used to say it? It's it's responding based as though you knew all the facts, something like that. Um, so, wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing. With all thy getting, get understanding. All right, let's just take a moment here and we'll close with a word of prayer. Father, again, thank you. Thank you this day for... Uh, again, allowing us to have the scriptures open before us, and I ask again today that you would instruct and continue to help us to give uh, to have understanding and to walk in your word. Father, thank you for the uh, the many many truths and principles that are here for us for our, our admonition and for our learning and again, we do want to learn we want to uh, uh, receive your word and be instructed by it. And I ask a blessing on each one present here and anyone who would have uh, had a desire to be here and were not able. Again, bless and and, uh, meet the spiritual needs of all of our hearts. Thank you for your promise to do that. And we bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.